Fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> This is Sharks Across Hollywood, and this week we're going to be talking about a super fucking underrated sci-fi movie that was actually really hard to find on Blu-ray, so I had to go to Canada. I had to go all the way to Canada. I walked there. (laughs) I have a French-Canadian doubled Blu-ray now of Pandora and the Crazies. Pandorum. Pandorum. Fuck me. This movie's fucking... It's weird for me because I... it's It's sad that more people don't talk about this. I will bring this movie up and nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that one. It's criminally underseen. And then it got a lot of shit. I remember it uh, It did not get good critical reviews back in... Nope. <laughs> ...after its release, which is what put me off from it. Everybody was saying, ah, no, nah, it's just a piece of crap. It's, it's not any good. And uh, I made the mistake of believing them. And then I can't remember if it was on Netflix or some shit like that. But yeah, one day I just stumbled across it and, and it was really fucking good. Well, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, so if, if critics say that a movie that I'm interested in sucks, I probably won't go see it in the theater, but I will eventually go and see it or watch it somewhere. I have access to like almost every streaming service on the fucking planet because we all really like like watching stuff Indeed. so it'll pop up on one of those at some point probably <laughs> whatever it is except for pandorum except for pandorum which it was on netflix i think for a while no, several years ago i'm pretty certain that's where i saw it it just i rented it from hastings when it came out and then i think i probably found it at a pawn shop after that yeah i, I love don't know. fucking pawn shops for myself i just i can't listen to any critics anymore i i haven't found any critics who consistently have opinions that i agree with except as i've stated many many times on this podcast for my brother who if he recommends a movie i do eventually have to see it again i had to get this blu-ray i ordered it on amazon i didn't actually go to canada but it's a french canadian blu-ray uh there's no subtitles on it which annoys me and there and our house is very creaky <laughs> you so, your fucking subtitles man well no uh, there's no subtitles on it and it was annoying because somebody was upstairs and walking around so i missed a bunch of dialogue because our it just sounds See, what you need is a good booming sound system. That's what you need to invest in. We need soundproofing. Dude, this fucking room could be soundproofed so goddamn easily. Well, I don't want to soundproof this room. I want to get a fucking storage container and put it outside and turn that into my studio. like a 10 footer yeah something like that just you know make make sure it has a bathroom so i can just hang out out there all the time all you need all you need is a composting toilet i'd rather have a real toilet i'm not a fucking animal (laughs) but so are we ever gonna fucking talk about this movie yeah (laughs) i blame myself so i i know i'm just as guilty as you are for (laughs) diverting our attention so many times so the point that i was trying to make is that i thought i since i couldn't hear it very well and there was no there were no subtitles i thought something fucked up and i got a bad blu-ray because the bit at the beginning where you see the big money shot of the ship the first the first shot of the ship Uh they're talking and it's in a different language and i oh yeah that's right no 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 the uh the version i had doesn't sub that either okay no that that, that's fine like i mean there's literally no subtitles yeah it just translates it after a after a minute it didn't translate it at all no they have this the spoken translation after they run it through the computer oh is that what happened yeah okay i didn't hear that part you must have missed it it was all it was all spanish or some shit for me (laughs) 
I think it's Russian, but I I could be wrong about that. Communists. So also Elysium is that? Does that word mean something? I think it references something in philosophy, but I don't fucking know, man. Because the ship in this movie is called the Elysium, and then there's a Neil Blomkamp movie called mm-hmm. Elysium, which That's a, that it's a space station called Elysium. Yeah, and I'm wondering, I'm wondering how many people are like, well, if a, a bunch is it of people the same world. Yeah, <laughs> like Elysium came out, and every the reason everybody nobody went to see that is because nobody liked this one. <laughs> Pandorum took down two movies. When really it's just kind of a coincidence that they happen to be the same. No, I, I'm pretty sure it has it has something to do with like mythology or philosophy or some combination thereof. Probably mythology now that I think about it. Well, I, I looked up the word. I Googled it and it's just movies. It's Greek mythology. There you the go. The place at the ends of the earth to which certain favored heroes were conveyed by the gods after death. Okay. There or you go. A place or state of perfect happiness. So now you see how it works with both this movie and that movie yes it does work so what happens right at the beginning we get a little backstory which becomes important obviously you know i gotta say part of me wishes we hadn't had that opener i mean i understand the need for it i get it and there is it is a pretty a pretty sweet payoff when we get that shot of the ship it's nice Mm -hmm. it's a good looking it's a good looking shot but part of me would have enjoyed to just open on him waking up in the cryo chamber or the hypersleep chamber whatever the fuck it's called you know what i bet i bet that's exactly how the movie opened and then the studio's like eh, we need something else test audiences were yeah. just like i, I like, was what the confused. fuck is happening but you get there and you still don't know what the fuck's going on you know that they're in yeah. space for some reason yeah well you know that they're in space because the earth has been overpopulated and we fucked it up which is we're slowly heading in that direction anyways yeah <laughs> and they sent out i think a, they're extremely optimistic about the world getting <laughs> to 25 billion people and still surviving but, yeah uh, no shit but they they send a rover of some kind off to find an Earth-like planet and they find Tannis and I wish I had a button that I can make Tannis from Letterkenny say something right now. That's the whole conceit of the movie there. They're on a ship that's trying to take them to an Earth-like planet because the Earth is fucked. Yep. We we start the movie with not knowing what's going on. All we see is Ben Foster waking up in a fucking in some chamber and it's really disturbing and he's freaking out and he's got this fucking mask on and he kind of looks like Bane and there's all these tubes poking out of him and his skin looks all slimy and shit. Oh, that's that skin, that layer that was over him. Ugh. I think the idea, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but was the did you get the impression that the idea was that that was like dead skin that had just accumulated yeah. while they were in hypersleep? Yeah, that's exactly what that is. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So because it had his tattoo on it and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can just assume like we don't know why we don't know what's going on. We don't know. Like we still even though we know they're in space, we don't know that they're in a chamber in like extended hypersleep or whatever they keep on saying. He obviously doesn't remember what he is. He's got a beard too, Ben Foster with a beard. Yeah. And I wish we had razors like they have. It's just <laughs> the laser, laser thing. <laughs> but yeah, you see him pull off his skin. And I just want to see the uh, ads for the laser razor. I think technology is about there. You think so? No, no, neither do I. Lasers Not are very very dangerous. <laughs> Yeah. Especially one that's going to do that. That's going to right cut against right through your, your face. skin. Yeah. <laughs> but we get right into that claustrophobic, scary business oh, right yeah. away. Oh, yeah. Big time. And yeah, I, it's a good feeling. That's not a good feeling. They did a good job. And I wrote down, ew, he pulls the tubes out and pulls all the loose skin off. Oh, of that was fucking gross. Pulling man. the yeah. tubes out is fucking rough. Yes. I hate it when they do that in movies. I, I think I've talked about this before. Uh-huh. Even in X-Men when Wolverine like whips out his fu- the, the fucking needles out of his arms. Yeah. That always bugs me. No, I completely agree with you. It just sends shivers crawling up my spine. 
spine and every part of feel my penis okay. shrinking inside of me. It, it accomplishes in terror. It accomplishes exactly what they set out to accomplish. I Indeed. think I am uncomfortable. So I kind of had to explain to my kids at this or my son. I was just watching with my son. I tried to get my daughter involved. She wasn't having it. And then my son ditched <laughs> after like 30 minutes. God damn it. I know. There's no appreciation these kids. So I, I had to explain to my son. I was like, well, he doesn't remember who he is. That's why he's looking at he's he's uh, uh what the fuck was his name bauer bauer yeah he's bauer he just doesn't know it yet he looks at all the chambers he sees his name but he also sees that the rest of them are empty and then there's one guy still in there and that's peyton that's uh what's his face dennis quaid dennis quaid thank you fuck me the legendary dennis quaid and then he goes and shaves and he gets was married to meg ryan when she was hot there's also no power so we're walking around in the dark oh and, oh, and he, op- he opens up his locker you know the bauer locker and we see the cute blonde girl whatever which we get a little glimpse of her before that you know you just knew she was dead like as soon as you saw her you were like oh well they're fucked oh gotta be dead and i guess there's not really no power we get like sporadic power surges before we get one of the power surges ben foster's character is going fucking crazy and these chambers really creepy because they can also be muted which we see him we see dennis quaid push the mute button later in the movie but you can't hear anything inside of him you can't hear anything coming (laughs) out of him he starts banging on on peyton's chamber to wake him up he's he's, because he's freaking out he's all by himself he doesn't know what the hell's going on and then they cut to inside the chamber and it's dead silent his pounding is making no sound and that's disturbing all yeah. on its own. Silence is a weird thing for me. Enforced silence is yeah, especially t- kind of terrifying, yeah. Do you ever want to go to one of those sensory deprivation rooms? Part of me does, and part of me is just absolutely terrified. Just too. to see how long you can handle it? Yeah. I've heard that once you get past the abject terror of it, it's like uh, it's almost like a psychedelic experience, but you have to like muscle through that. You have to get you have to kind of go through the terror and then <laughs> come out the other side. Do we have any of those here? Do we can we pay people money to do that kind of shit i don't know i have no idea i feel like there's some psychological implications though that people might lose their fucking mind so there's probably not a good idea to make that just a consumer product well it is i mean they do have it as a consumer product it's just a question of whether or not there's enough demand in this area to justify which there probably is not we do have escape rooms that's true that's true not quite the same thing can you imagine trying to do that kind of stuff in that room in a sensory deprivation room but also (laughs) trying to solve puzzles to escape? a sensory deprivation escape room Ooh. have you heard of that uh the most silent room sounds it's, like what it is it's acoustically designed to be co- not only silent it's n- it's got negative it's got negative sound capacity so that it absorbs so much sound that they say people have said that they i don't know if driven mad is the right word because it was a temporary thing but that they've had like horrifying episodes because of the sound of their own blood pumping in their veins yeah i've heard of that i've heard of that like that is kind of a that's rough and i have i have tinnitus so i always kind of have some weird noises in my ears yeah so that's why i sleep with headphones because i can't fucking mm, yeah i need sound pumping into me otherwise it's all i'm i'm hearing is this burn i sleep with the fan on yeah or that that works too i like people talking me to sleep though it's nice i do sometimes listen to our podcast to go to sleep which is super weird to me pretty much only on weekends <laughs> Woo. just because uh if i do it during the week sometimes i get too engaged with it i'm like oh i should you know maybe we should have cut that part and no i thought i should have said this instead of that i thought it was because the weekends is the only time you wear a dress well no i i'll wear a dress anytime i'm not going to restrict myself like that i'm wearing a dress right now underneath your 
Slimer shirt. Yes. <laughs> which we've already established. <laughs> All right. So Peyton gets gets woken up by a fucking power surge. We finally we finally get Dennis Quaid and he gets them all set up. And it turns out he is the, what is he, the corporal? No, he's not a corporal. He's the lieutenant. lieutenant. Bauer is the corporal. I don't know. I don't know how those two relate to each other. Me but either. Suffice Lu- to say, lieutenant, Dennis Quaid yeah. is supposedly the <laughs> ranking officer. <laughs> yes. So when we, uh, there's little, there's little bits of stuff that we see, like somebody was scratching to try and get out of this door to get onto the bridge. They're in spaceship, guys. It's not a bridge. They're not walking over water. Water no, will no. be very important later, but it's the not yet. It's, it's the bridge <laughs> in the Star Trek. Series. It's like Star Trek, yes. So there's scratches all over the door because somebody was trying to get out, but they have to figure out how to get the fucking power on. And it turns out, through little bits of information, Bauer happens to be their, what, their mechanical engineer or something? Something like that, yeah. <coughs> Suffice to say, he knows how to restore the power if he can get to the reactor. He has to get to the reactor. And it's still fucking quiet, and they're trying to figure out why the, why the previous team wasn't there to wake them up because it's supposed to be their team five. So they would have been, their two-year shifts, so they would have been in, in the cryo sleep for eight years about so is what team, they say. So team four should have woken them up. I do love uh, the little detail of the power crank. Oh yeah, and the power crank. That, <laughs> because the because yeah. the room is the power is dead in the room, but they gotta they gotta boot up this computer. So they, they there's a little manual crank there, and I just like oh that's a nice that's a nice touch. A little emergency power supply just in case. That was probably my where I'm like oh wow Ben Foster gave an odd performance during that little moment. He's just like ah I didn't even think of that like he's a fucking <laughs> little kid. He's all excited and shit. It was really funny. I'm like, wow, you guys did that in one take, didn't you? That was that was definitely a thing. They're like, okay, we got it. Let's go. Move on to the next thing. Guaranteed. That's how that worked. Well, the next thing is much like the much like that opening shot of Foster, remarkably claustrophobic. It's the most descent-like shot of just about any movie I've seen, aside from the descent. Okay, and I was drawing parallels to the descent the entire time I was watching this. So, oh yeah, yeah, there really are a lot of parallels. What with the the freaky mutant people. And this is the descent in space, and the the monsters yeah, kind even of, kind of look like the monsters. They even have they even have that moment where they drop down into that sludge with the corpses and everything which is straight out of the ending of the descent yeah you know what fuck i have not seen the descent in way too long that's a great one speaking of he does have to uh climb through these i call them pipes they're not really pipes they're yeah they're they're more like oh god it's almost like intestines or something like it's it's so gross yeah that's funny yeah that that's a nice way to describe it because it's like the ship is alive and it's kind of creepy yeah there's a there's a definite biological geiger-esque feel to what the, to the ship design? I, I don't doubt that that was very deliberate. Oh yeah, these are clearly people who grew up watching aliens and shit like that. We're going for that same vibe, and they achieved it. So he has to he has to climb through this ship's intestine in order to get out of the room they're locked in. Yeah, and then Dennis Quaid tries to tries to be funny. He's like, "Chill the fuck out, chill the fuck out." Would this be a bad time to tell you that I got the door open? <laughs> and he's like, "What the fuck." <laughs> He's like, I'm just kidding. And then they laugh. And then it's okay. Let's diffuse the tension. And then how long does it take him to... Oh, wait. No, it doesn't. It, do, it takes him a little bit longer. He does see a spider, though. So that's a weird thing that we that shouldn't be on a spaceship. Yeah, he sees a spider and he, he says, yeah, I'm going to go that way. Yeah, I'm going to follow, follow life, which isn't a bad idea. No, until you get where you're going and realize that life happens to be mutant, mutant <laughs> life monsters. Life found a way. <laughs> sure did. Where was Ian Malcolm to <laughs> warn these people? He died in the 90s and this is like 27... The year 29 something something. No, it's like it's 2175 or some shit. Like oh, that, OK. Oh, that's right. Because, you know, 900. That'll, that's later. Anyways, he's crawling through this shaft, I guess. I don't know. Tunnel guts and they're in space. So 
you never really know quite what direction you're going to be in. So he's like, oh shit, hey, you know what? I think I'm at an angle. Turns out he falls. He is totally at an angle and he <laughs> falls and it's a really goofy shot. and it, It's almost comedy where he <laughs> slams his face into this fucking grate. And it just shows him all mushed up against it. And then there's also a dead body hanging upside down right next to him. That's where he finds the, the missing crewman. Yes, that's Cooper. I wrote down all the names. Good for you. Because I'm a smart boy. Gold and, star. Yes. He finds a way to break himself out of there and then the body obviously just drops down with him and it's really weird and but he ends up saving his life because when when he after he meets the hot mad max babe um, yeah the the alien monsters appear and he's able to use cooper's dead body as a distraction because they're cannibals or well i mean technically they're not human so it's not really cannibalism but it does seem like but they eat people it does seem like a lot to evolve over like in less than a thousand years well she did say but i guess there is that explanation they do have that stuff being pumped into them to adapt to whatever surroundings yeah right and that chick's name is i i think it's angie it's a-n-t-j-e probably like like Antje or something like that. She is German, and she was in Man of Steel. Oh, fuck, that's right. I, I actually oh. looked it up. Oh, she was in Man of Steel. She was the bad lady. Yeah. Oh, I, I did not know that. <laughs> I IMDb'd this thing last night, which is unusual for me, and I do remember seeing that. Huh, well, that's fun. This is a much better movie than Man of Steel, by the way, everybody. I, I agree. <laughs> this one actually needed the dark tone. Man of Steel is another... Yeah, you can watch it, I guess. It's, it's perfectly fine. Because it's not bad, but it is adequate, I guess. <laughs> it's one of those. It's unfortunate. It's suffering from the curse of the good enough movie. Uh, well, that's Zack Snyder. That's his specialty. So this chick also kicks his ass, by the way. She's a fucking yes, badass. We like her. She's cool. The only problem with that is that then later, when she's having the fight with Dennis Quaid, he's just totally dominating <laughs> her. And I'm like, come on. Did you see her in that fight earlier? Like, <laughs> she's a fucking monster, man. I guess we can be kind of... We can we can argue that she's been through a lot over the last twenty four hours. <laughs> well, she did get stabbed. I mean, I guess there's that, but and he he's just been sitting there talking to himself, fighting with himself, wrestling with his demons. wrestling with fucking nothing, and it's all Fight Club and shit. <laughs> What's that guy's name again? Cam Gigante. That's right. I fucking hate his name because <laughs> I just hate his name because he, he sounds like a douchebag. Probably fine. He's probably a perfectly decent fellow, but he sounds like a douchebag with that name he always plays not good guys he was in i think it was a movie with amber heard and it came out so another douchebag well yeah it it was around like that around the time that this movie justice came out. for johnny depp yeah fuck johnny depp too <laughs> i'm so uninterested in johnny depp it's fucking disgusting <laughs> He seriously, I just fucking hate Amber Heard so much. I'll jump on any bandwagon that's against her. I I don't care about her at all. I just I'm just annoyed with Johnny Depp because he he found out that playing Jack Sparrow got him really famous. And he's like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to do this forever now. I'm just going to live as Jack Sparrow now. And then I met a Johnny Depp impersonator. Excuse me. I I, I apologize. I'm just going to live as Jack Sparrow now. There you go. Yeah, kind of. You were close. I did meet a guy. He's like he's like constantly vacillating between Jack Sparrow and Hunter S. Thompson at this point. Maybe he just doesn't have a person. 
personality. I think that's his issue. I mean, he is an actor. That's sort of the whole point. Well, a lot of actors actually have personalities. I imagine some of them don't, though. Like, I've never seen Ben, ben Foster give a fucking interview before. I've never heard him talk outside of a movie. I don't think I want to hear him talk outside of a movie. I don't see how it could change. He, he's <laughs> he's great on screen. That's all I need. That's all I need out of my out of my actors. Speaking of, this movie was cast really well. Yeah. Like, even Cam Gigante is good. He's good at playing this weird, douchey, crazy person. Yeah. No, he, he was right for yeah. the role. There's no question about that. He does that. the same thing. You ever see Never Back Down? We will because I have two copies of that movie, so you should take one. <laughs> You're like, guess what? Guess what, buddy? You want it's a, DVD time. You want a Karate Kid knockoff that's also good enough? There you go. <laughs> no. No, I don't. I so don't. But it'll be fun because we can make fun of the main character who looks like Tom Cruise, but he looks like Tom Cruise if Tom Cruise was constantly trying not to bite his lip anymore. I can't really figure out a way to. Like, if Tom Cruise really had just a tight fucking jaw, like... Like he was just struggling, like 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 he was terminatoring his jaw shut, you know. <laughs> terminatoring, and it's also got Jaiman Hansu in it as the trainer. So then he falls out of the Footlocker. Yes, that's that, on the ceiling, which makes perfect sense. It's for boots, but he's also he's also starting to shake and stuff. And we see him kind of jiggle, and he's like, "Hey, uh, Dennis Quaid, have you do you know what Pandorum is?" And he's like, "Of all the fucking things you can possibly remember right now, you have to remember Pandorum because <laughs> Pandorum is a thing and starts with the shakes, and then you lose your mind and murder everybody." It was a good introduction to it, but they didn't really chase that thread down. That is that is that is one of the faults of this movie is with Foster's character specifically, it should have gone somewhere and it didn't. It goes as far as him kind of having a little meltdown at the end. Yeah, but and that's it's it. not preceded by an entire series of him struggling with this. He struggles with it for a second there right after he falls out of the locker and then he never deals with it again until the end. And at this point, we've seen Dennis Quaid having his full-on fucking meltdown. <laughs> Uh, which is good. I think they did that really well. I think they played it out pretty well. And the whole thing between him and is it Gigande? Cam Gigande, which hasn't Cam started Gigande. yet. Which hasn't started yeah. yet. No, it hasn't. Story. But but the whole thing with the two of them that was done pretty well. I think. I mean, yeah. the one character was a little a little cheesy, over the top. Yeah, yeah he, does he that. was he was a tad over the top. But he's not not like that in anything. He's always like that. <laughs> <laughs> but that is my only complaint as far as that goes. But with with Foster, Foster is the kind of an actor who really could have done that i mean he he could have played it really subtle and really well and uh yeah i'm disappointed that they didn't carry that through to the end we also get the story of what happened to another crew on another ship yes and how the dude had the pandorum and he <laughs> fucking put them all back in their in their pods and jettisoned out thousands of people into, into space. space i was gonna say into the vastness of space but i thought that sounded a little too fucking pretentious <laughs> oh go ahead and be pretentious sometimes uh, it's okay <laughs> but then ben Fox Foster says, at least we didn't wake up inside of a floating coffin. And then Dennis Quaid goes, who says we didn't? And I'm like, oh, I wrote that down because I thought that was cool. I liked it. It's a valid point. It's very, it's kind of like, okay, we're we're definitely watching a cheesy sci-fi movie right now. Yeah. But, but that's cool. It's a great line. It's a great cheesy sci-fi movie line. I mean, and this movie is cheesy, that's but it's ki- also really dark and not cheesy at all. No, that's the kind of line I would expect in an alien movie or in right. a predator movie, something like that. Yeah. Good, solid, awesome, 
horror, sci-fi, campy, sweet. Yeah, I fucking love it, man. He is being followed at this point. Yes, he is. By something. We don't know what. Yeah, we don't know what or who or whatever. But. Spoiler alert. It's a hot chick. No, it's not. It's an Asian guy. I thought. No, I thought the Asian guy showed up later. Because he, he does, but he's following him. I thought he's it was the hot like, chick who was following him. No, he's following the hot chick. He's, he's looking for her now because she got away from him. And... Yeah, but no, but he ran into the. We haven't even gotten to that point. Norman Reedus hasn't even showed up yet. I know. I, I wrote he's being followed and then Norman Reedus because uh, he's just kind of he's just walking down this big Who's tunnel. in the movie for like 12 seconds. He was like, yeah, Boondock Saints come out. The second one had come out, I think, at this point. Yeah. And no, 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 no. It had to come out yet. I don't even know now. Oh, fuck. This was right on the cusp of Walking Dead. Walking Dead yes, came out he like, wasn't... like a year or two later. Oh, it came out the same year. Walking Dead did? Uh, no. Uh, oh, Boondock yeah. Saints. Yeah. Yeah. They both came out in 2009. So who the fuck knows? I don't know which one was released first. I just remember seeing mm. them at about the same time. Norman fucking Reedus. Norman Reedus. He is just hanging there, and it looks like he's bait, actually, and I'm not sure who exactly yeah, set it, it up. If, if it was the chick who set it up, or if it was the monster setting him up to attract more people, or if it was somebody who set him up to attract the monsters. Well, oh, okay. I might have just figured it out. I think it might be the Asian guy, who I should probably figure out his name so I can stop calling him Asian guy, who is referenced as he's hunting later. Maybe maybe it was him. See, my money would have been on the, uh, the cook guy. I can't remember what his... Or the cook. Oh, what God. What his name was. I feel like he was too far away from that yeah, spot. Prob- yeah, that's possible. So who's this And guy? he likely wouldn't have ventured out that far. Yeah, he, he does say... He's, think... he's a big coward, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the, the Asian guy, his name is Kung Lee. MM, did professional MMA, and he was in the Tekken movie, The Man with the Iron Fists. That was a good one. I enjoyed Man with the Iron Fists. Did you see that? I didn't. That's the one that the RZA directed, yeah. right? And that, he made a sequel, a fun, too. That's a fun movie. Oh, and he's in that show, Into the Badlands, which looked cool that I never watched. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that either. I am aware of it, though. Codename Dragon. Is that on Is that on Amazon or is that on Hulu? I can't remember. Hulu, oh. I believe. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was about sake. to say maybe HBO, but I don't think it's on HBO. He was in that really awful movie with Channing Tatum, Fighting. Remember that? Only now that you've mentioned it. I had completely forgotten about it. I, I'm not swearing to its quality or lack thereof, but I remember having absolutely zero interest in it. I was really interested. I just like a good fight movie, and that is not a good fight movie. <laughs> Channing Tatum in a fight movie, especially back then, that was post, like, right off of Step Up. Not, like, right off of it. I'm sure it was a couple years removed, but not that far. It was while he was still sort of a teeny bopper actor. Yes. He made a lot of shitty movies back then. Step Up is actually an okay movie if you're into that kind of thing. But he also made Dear John which was not good because Nicholas Sparks... I haven't even heard of that. Oh, fuck. Is Nicholas not good. Sparks. <laughs> the Notebook is a solid movie. I will 100% stand by that. I will 100% stand by Ryan Gosling. Rachel McAdams. I do if he I, asks me to. But. I was... I know, right? And I'm like, it is almost... It's at least 90% down to the casting. But Nick Cassavetes is a really good director, so we kind of... No. It kind of... No, it's yeah. the one... That, it's the one Nicholas Sparks story that gets a pass for me, and it's... I'm not even... A, I'm not even gonna pretend it's not because of ryan gosling oh no don't even don't even try i understand me too i've read a couple of (laughs) nicholas sparks books and they are the worst they're the now okay all right let me let me say they're the worst okay books i've ever read he just churns those fuckers out too yeah they read like he just churns those fuckers out so it's like goosebumps for romance (laughs) sort of it's yeah so norman reedus is on team six and that's obviously the team that comes after five do the math guys so how did he wake up this is slowly just piecing together like some 
something's obviously wrong here. I don't know if you guys figured that out yet. We're at least 40 minutes into the movie now. <laughs> and I wrote, here come the monsters, ah, which they avoid for a minute until Reedus gets caught and eaten. All Norman Reedus does is go like, this is happening, things are happening, but I didn't hear him because people were walking upstairs. I know what you need for Christmas or your birthday, which comes first. You know what I really need? Uh, my birthday now. You know what I really need is Shout Factory to get on this shit yeah, because this would be true. a perfect release for Scream Factory. Yeah. Yes. I agree. You know what Criterion needs to get on? This seems kind of out of place for them, but I think it would totally work because I'm like, they have Reanimator and a bunch of other, they have Repo Man for fuck's sake. The original Ninja Turtles movie would be a perfect candidate for a Criterion <laughs> movie. Dude, Criterion is about important movies in the history of uh, film. That movie is super important. It was the highest grossing indie film until Blair Witch came out. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I forgot about that. I Now that you say it, I remember that you've said it before. And I ju just based on like the look and the cultural impact of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. It I mean, sounds kind of dumb. Like it doesn't really make sense, but it kind of does. Now the other ones, no. You know, I hate to say it, but I do think you make a valid argument. And I wouldn't say that for like Batman or anything. Like yeah. that wouldn't make any sense. Dick Tracy. Tracy, no. God, Dick Tracy. I was so into Dick Tracy back in the day, and I so can't understand it now. It's it's a fun watch still. Weird as fuck, but it's a fun watch. Madonna had nice tits. Back when Madonna was still hot and not super annoying. Yeah, back before she, like, turned into stretched leather and adopted a fake British accent. Was that her pre-Kabbalah days? That was in the, uh, that was the Vogue Madonna. She did Vogue oh. for Dick Tracy. Did she really? Yeah. Oh, shit. So enough about Dick and tracing it. <laughs> That was the dumbest <laughs> dad joke ever to come out of your mouth. Good God. I know. I'm good at those. I think you owe me an apology now, <laughs> sir. I will never apologize for any dad joke I will ever make. <laughs> Kung Lee. God damn it. What the fuck is his name in the movie? Yeah, Kung <laughs> Lee. You just said that. Oh, is that his real name? Is yeah, Kung that, Lee? that's his real name. Mon. M-A-N-H. We meet him. He's, he's He saves Bauer's ass. I can't say Mon. I can't say we meet the Mon. That it sounds, sounds like Jamaican. I'm trying to do a shitty Jamaican accent, Mon. <laughs> and he doesn't speak English. Probably. So a good move on his part if he's a Probably. UFC fighter. I mean, he actually he actually does some good face stuff. Good face stuff. Her <laughs> wound. Uh, no, he he does the... His expressions are okay. He does the I'm talking to someone who has no idea what I'm talking about thing pretty well. I've had those conversations before, and yes, he's, he's convincing. So we cut back to Peyton now. We leave Bauer alone for a couple minutes, and he's hearing shit in the walls. He's still by himself. He's still trying to figure shit out, and there's no radio contact right now either. Yes, that's right. So, they fell out of radio contact when yes. he fell out of the footlocker. And his nose is bleeding for some reason. We never really figure out why. Well, we never figure it out until later. I mean, nosebleed is the first Sim symptom of Pandorum. It was, wasn't it the second? Because I thought those shaky hands was the first symptom. I think Trembling. It, I don't necessarily know that they were in a, a strict order. The impression that I got was that the nosebleed was Pandorum related. And then they end up in this room full of containers, which is weird. Where all three of them start fighting and then he has to bust out the... He's like, a little fucking solidarity! Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> he busts out that sweet uh, non-lethal... Non-lethal anti-riot gun, which proves to be super fucking lethal if you point <laughs> it right at somebody's head at point blank at point range. point blank, yeah. Yeah, he blows up at least least one or two heads with that thing and it's fucking awesome no i think that i think that suits the uh, military definition of non-lethal pretty well actually it's only non-lethal if you're far enough away yeah it's non-lethal <laughs> if you use it within very rigid parameters they they decide that well he decides because somebody fucking has to that they just need to goddamn work together 
so they don't all die at the same time. So they don't all die separately, so they can't all die at the same time. Well, basically, he ne- they need to get to that reactor in order to prevent them all dying yes. at the same time. They're just talking as they're walking, and he's like, well, you know, how long have you been awake? She's like, I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell down here. Five or six months, maybe. We're like, what the fuck? Like, why? But then again, technically, their shifts are two years, so I guess that's not too, yeah, it's too not, crazy. It's not too far out of the norm, I guess. But uh, but we also how, find out. I will say, it's, it's damn convenient that he woke up the day the reactor was going to fail yeah and he's a guy who can repair it <laughs> well it's you know it's not the hobbit that strikes me as overly convenient i'll allow it she's part of ecological development from what i gather she's a scientist she's, who fights like yes. a fucking ninja which is awesome and they eat grasshoppers they actually eat a grasshopper yeah. and mon's like uh no <laughs> which i mean but you know like I, I imagine if you're an animal activist or something that probably bums you out. Ben Foster will do fucking anything for a role. I have seen him do some weird shit. I'm 100% okay with people eating grasshoppers personally. I don't give a shit. They're grasshopper. fucking grasshoppers. I mean, they literally breed like locusts. Aren't they locusts? <laughs> Technically. Technically. I always thought when I was a kid, locust just sounds like something that will sting you. It does, but uh, it's not. But they don't. It's just something that they will just, overpopulate and eat you to death just, or something. They shit. just eat the shit out of crops. And just fucking fuck that there goes god again fucking everything up he is a fan of locusts what plague was that that was well it was one of the egyptian plagues i don't know if it was no, the second or third i was gonna plague. say there's 10 of them i can't remember what yeah. the fuck it was early on <laughs> it, it was an early plague it was just one to annoy everybody before they start killing their kids we should just do a whole review of that book <laughs> the book of genesis no the bible that or exodus book. excuse me well it's a book of many books so it's not like it's one book well it's when you put it all the books written over many centuries. when you put it all together it's one book they put it in one one convenient collection. Yeah, but that's an omnibus edition. I mean, come on. <laughs> according to uh, modern Christians, half of it doesn't even exist, or half of it doesn't matter. And then, according to old school like Jewish people, the other half of it doesn't exist. I'm like, where do I where do I go here? We can get into it if you want, but we'll run out of time. Oh boy, will Pandorum. we? Oh man, I have, uh, I have a lot of thoughts on this issue. <laughs> Let's cut back to Peyton now. This is where he finds, I called him Cam Gigante because we don't know his fucking name yet. In the pipes, I guess. all I call it all naked and greasy and shit, but apparently he's covered in blood. He's coming out of the walls, asshole. Yeah, it's it really does look like it's just shitting him out, doesn't it? Yeah, and it looks like he's covered in shit, too. <laughs> that was a quick little thing. We kind of meet him. He's freaked out, and they're like, who, he's like, who are you? I think his name is Gallo with no W, which bugged me. And his personality takes a turn very quickly. So they have a quick interaction. Then we come back to the three of the other motherfuckers. And now what now we see they're the in a three room. motherfuckers. Yeah. That's my favorite yeah. Alexander Dumas book. Fucking French people. French but this mothers they're fucking. With Harry Pitts. Mm-hmm. Harry everything back then, I would imagine. So when we cut back to the team, now they're they, they go to the room, go to a room with a bunch of a bunch of pods that look like they're empty. We find out that that's the monster's main hunting ground. And that's also where we figure out that Mon likes to hunt the monsters. Because Bowers is like Come on, let's get the fuck out of here. And she's like, no, he's hunting. Just leave him alone. <laughs> Which is awesome, because he's a badass. He is. He's very badass. And he goes out very badass, too. Oh, yeah. That fucking creepy monster baby. The way it was, like, being all coquettish was just fucking, like, ew. Ugh. Felt Ooh. dirty afterwards. I mean, granted, I feel dirty after just about everything in this movie. Everything's a goddamn greasy. Some of it's blood. Bloody and greasy. So this is this is where we fall into the uh, the descent pit. Oh, yes. It's just Bauer and, Bauer and the lady. That's right. Again, I can't fucking remember because I'm an asshole. Hottie McBadass. She plays 
Nadia. That ever fucking mentioned in the... I don't believe so. Okay, whatever. Her name is Nadia, I guess. Oh, that's uh, right. Isn't it spelled like N-A-D-J-A or something? No, it's. it looks like it, on IMDb it says it's an I-A. So this place is filled with who knows what the liquid is. I imagine it's like blood and decomposed body... Juices. Yeah. Runoff. Urine. Feces. And Ben Foster, what, like picks up a bony hand and just like, ew, and then tosses it. Was that fucking weird to you? <laughs> It was. I think it was very naturalistic given the situation. Oh my god! Although I will say, even though they've made it out of the, sh- even if they make it out of the ship at the end after sitting after sitting in that pool like up to their orifices, up to their <laughs> eyeballs in that pool, they're not living. They're not going to survive. There are so many infections in that pool waiting to kill them, and they got it in every orifice. Well, yeah, they do make it out of this particular hole though, but obviously they're attacked by the monsters the second they fucking get out. But they actually fight one and kill one though they finally kill one and then the others come for them and i said but there's more like a lot more and they eat the dead guy they eat the dead monster person which was a nice you know i mean that was that was a nice little bit of lore for the creatures made me think of lost in space which is really dumb because that movie's stupid i haven't seen the new uh oh no i'm I'm, I'm talking about the 90s series i'm talking about the the 90s the one with william hurt yes uh because the the spider creatures eat their wounded i watched a whole like four or five episodes of the netflix series it was pretty good but i don't remember it so it obviously wasn't memorable they just need to start stop rebooting old series they just will never fucking, fucking do that doing it just come up with a goddamn original series never i mean at least Your lost in space lost in space is one that since it's got technology and it's sci-fi it's it, it's improved by yeah. being made in a more modern era yeah. yes i agree with you but you are also right so it, it goes it goes both ways there okay we're gonna I'm come just waiting for the gilligan's <laughs> island reboot no you know what you know what's gonna happen blumhouse is gonna reboot it into <laughs> exactly. a horror movie i was just about to say the a gritty horror <laughs> torture porn Gilligan's Island reboot. I'm there for the fucking Gilligan's yep. Island horror movie though. Shit, that's awesome. <laughs> I want to see Fantasy Island. It looks it looks pretty good. Doesn't it? Isn't it just the dumbest fucking idea? I tried to explain to oh, somebody. It absolutely looks moronic, but it looks like it could be a ton of fun. I tried to explain to somebody what Fantasy Island was, and they didn't understand. Like you're not that much fucking younger than me. Like we all had cable. Well, maybe not all of us, but most of us had cable and watched FX. We had to watch FX because it was new and exciting. <laughs> And they all they had was old 60s and 70s TV shows when they and first started. movies from Fox. Did they even have that at that no, point? FX, I don't remember. FX, when FX first came out, it was billed as movies from oh, was Fox. It? I think we talked about this in like the first podcast. Maybe, because I all I remember <laughs> from it is watching Batman, Green Hornet, Wonder Woman, Knight Rider. And now all of that shit is on MeTV. I really want the Batman 66 box set, though. I don't understand Batman 66. I know people love it, and I love campy shit, so you would think natural fit but for some reason it just does nothing for me you know what i think it is i think it's that master shot thing every single scene is shot in a master shot so it's like it's almost like a stage play yeah because it was a it was a low budget tv yeah, show because it like, was Let's so low budget do it. yeah i don't know it's just it's so visually stilted that nowadays i just can't get into it batgirl and poison ivy were both created for that show for the 66 yeah i did not Isn't know that, that fucking weird they were pitching a female character for the third season and they're like well it's either going to be Batgirl or it's going to be Poison Ivy and they picked Batgirl obviously which is really interesting to me and I'm like when did Poison Ivy become a comic book character then I don't even know I, I do remember that Harley Quinn was created for the animated series. for the show yeah. yeah and she was very popular like everybody immediately loved her gee clearly she's not popular anymore <laughs> being in her crappy fucking movies that's how popular that <laughs> character is that she could be in a piece of shit like Suicide Squad and people were like yeah but if you just put her in a movie we'll watch it <laughs> 
what the fuck are we talking about? Oh, that's right. Pandorum. Uh, so we're going to cut back to Peyton now. And he figures out that Cam... Cam Peyton Gigande. is Dennis Quaid. Okay, I have Peyton, to, I have Peyton to say Dennis it out Quaid. loud, otherwise I'll forget. <laughs> Gallo, Cam Gigande, uh, happens to be on Team 4. So they're like, he's like, well, what the fuck? Why weren't you guys here? Fucking, because they're all dead because of Pandorum. But we don't know who had Pandorum. So he's like, I, I had to defend myself because another guy had Pandorum. It becomes Uh-oh. obvious extraordinarily fast that oh, he's the one who had Pandorum. Boy, doesn't it? Whose blood is on you, soldier? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> It's not mine. Then we go back to the other three, and they're in a big room to get away from all the monsters where they meet a crazy guy. Oh, this is where we meet the cannibal. Oh, yes. But we don't know he's a cannibal. He's just a wacky character living alone. He's like, it's hard to season when all you have is a motor oil base. If post-apocalypse movies have taught me anything, it's when you find a guy who specializes in cooking, don't ever trust him. <laughs> Especially not in a, not on a spaceship where there's nothing to actually cook anymore. This is where we get a little exposition about the monsters and why, maybe why, they're like this. But they're like, you know, maybe they've been awake for a lot longer than we think because he's like, after eight years, they can't possibly be like that yet. Because, like we mentioned earlier a little bit, the stuff in some of those tubes that Ben Foster disgustingly pulled out of himself. Uh, There's a chemical that they were pumping into him to help them adapt to life on the new planet. But since they didn't make it to the new planet, the people that managed to get out adapted to life in the ship. Life in the ship in the dark. So that's where we figure it out through an info dump by the guy as he's waiting for the drugs that he put in the food to take effect. <laughs> that's all I can yeah. think. Yep. Now we're gonna start intercutting a little bit between Peyton and and the th- the three. And I, I said Cam is getting creepy because <laughs> he is. He starts starts losing his fucking mind just little by little. But each each oh, one. Oh, I wouldn't say little by little. He he seems to lose it real. Quick. Well, yeah. Just keeps on keeps on escalating each time we cut back. So we we cut to them and he's telling them a little bit more of the Pandorum story. We cut back to these, to the other three, and he's telling them about, he's telling them essentially the same story, but he's doing it with, like, cave paintings and shit. Yeah. And, like, he's being all fucking mysterious about it. That he has clearly put a lot of effort into. So yeah. you gotta wonder how many times he's told this story in order to uh, lull somebody into his trap. At least a few times. Yeah. Maybe a couple. He doesn't live this long by trusting people. So, yeah, we're, we're intercutting there, and again, same story. And there. Now it turns out the three were drugged, right? And they're all, yep. they pass out and they wake up, and they're hanging upside down texas style but very quickly like bauer convinces the dude to let him let him down he appeals to his survival instinct kind of he's like yeah you know if we don't get this fucking thing fixed then we're all gonna die so you're fucked anyways so you might as well just let us go so we can actually fix shit which i mean you know could have been lucky for him if he hadn't gotten stabbed in the eyeball later in the movie gross by the way but it was an awesome effect i liked it it was you know what you you know what's fucked up though he totally would have survived that stabbing in the eyeball because that thing didn't go in very far can you assume that there was some maybe peyton had aids or something no he just died <laughs> he, he he died when the whole during the hull breach oh yeah yeah he, he sure. was probably kind of okay i thought i saw him moving yeah no he'd have been i mean he'd have been in a lot of pain but you can lose an eye people lose eyes all the time yeah, huh. but i didn't really think but about he that, drowned but, yeah. but they finally get in contact with peyton and oh and this oh they, they so so there's no more radio silence and but this is where you find the monster child for for Ew. the first time Ew. yeah and he goes immediately to stab this fucking thing and Nadia's like stop it it's a kid and he's like <laughs> and then he leaves him alone I'm like what the fuck and that then was... sure enough they get fucked over well of course because they, they let the fucking thing live that's why if you're in a post-apocalypse situation and you meet a creepy kid kill them always every time even if they're normal even if they're perfectly healthy humans if they're creepy little kids you kill them but either way even if they're just normal not creepy little kids they're gonna eat your food so you might as well get rid of them that's fair well no no you can keep them around you know until... maybe so they can become yeah, food. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay. yeah, it's an investment in your future. Captain, 
America told me that babies don't give the them names though. Appetizer, dinner, dessert. Who the fuck has <laughs> eaten three kids for one meal in what rather in one day? You take a piece from each every day. Oh, so we're talking uh, road style. Yeah, yeah. Keep- you just hang them up there, just. That, that that that's how you keep them fresh and when lacking refrigeration bury them in the snow move to montana there's always going to be snow there this is such a fucked up conversation <laughs> if you bury them in oh the snow God. it'll freeze them just you know you might want to wrap them in something because you get freezer burn and then the meat's not good anymore you can still eat it but it just won't taste good you want to wrap that shit up tight too yeah you want that you want to you want to keep that pork flavor that human meat has oh you gotta you gotta uh you gotta clean them though you gotta get the get rid of the all that shit in the intestines Otherwise, it'll seep into the into the uh, oh fuck meat. Well, gut them first. God, yeah. just you can you can even live inside of it like a tauntaun for a few minutes. <laughs> oh, we both need uh, Jesus. Ah, uh, he made me this way. How do you think I am this way? I was I was with him for so long. He made me deviant. <laughs> so now we finally make make our way to the place with the rest of the pods. Now this isn't where the the first place with all the pods we saw was the wor- the workers. Right. I imagine that was crew. This yeah. is uh this is families passengers and, and this. This is where Bauer kind of realizes, like, oh, shit, my wife didn't come with me. She left me. His memory has started to return. But Peyton's wife came, which is weird, but... but Peyton's wife is dead. Oh, she's definitely dead. I think he ate her. He cut her open, and now he wore her as a suit, and then... But we have to remember <laughs> that shortly after this, we realize that's not Peyton. Yeah, we're at, we're, we're getting there. Oh, shit, I still have a lot of notes, though. Good fucking Lord. I took a lot of notes. All right, well, let's, let's go through them, man. Okay, so they finally find the reactor, which is also very close to where the monsters have been actually living probably because it's warm yes and they're all they're all like sleeping down there together which made me wonder like they sleep in the most upsettingly sexual way i've ever <laughs> seen anybody sleep they're all like writhing like they're in a just enough pleasure to be getting off or, or to be like to be like riding that edge where they're just <laughs> about to come so my question is like did it just start with one who controlled himself long enough because he knew that there were strength in numbers and he had to like wait for them to evolve or did they all just kind of evolve at the same time it's really weird to me that there's so many i think it's probably a it's probably a good idea not to overthink it because if <laughs> you overthink it then you'll be like why the fuck are there so goddamn many of them there are only sixty-eight thousand people on this ship and there literally should be only one because he would have eaten everybody as they came yeah but whatever we don't need to think about that so once they find the reactor they try to walk across this bridge well bauer does and of course it fucking breaks because we can't just have this be easy and he just manages to get down there into this pit where they're all sleeping without waking anybody up oh and mon's fucking holding the bridge so it doesn't fall and wake the rest mon of mon is a fucking badass him holding that <laughs> fridge i'm like sweet jesus it's one thing when he's holding it just by itself i mean that's bad enough that is a heavy it's the it's a metal fucking bridge yeah that is at least 20 feet long but nadia has to walk across no she runs ben foster's already out there hanging on it, and she jumps on top of it and he's like <laughs> oh don't mind me yeah but they're both white and he's not so they're just like fuck you guy you got this even in space even in like the 2100s or something even shit. in space the even in space the asian man can't catch a break he's still like, holding up their it tracks. looks like a railroad you should be right at home <laughs> it is so fucked up that both of our brains went to the same place on that one god damn it we are assholes maybe we do need jesus now nah, we don't fuck that noise anyways so bauer ends up having to kind of crawl slowly over these things and it cuts away and then it cuts back to him like covering himself in human skin to like disguise himself i think he's covering himself himself in like their rags and cast offs. Is that what it was? Yeah. It looked like skin to me. No, I don't think it's skin. I think it's their clothing and whatnot. I mean, because they're all lying there like obviously in some kind of weird sexual sleep frenzy. So they're all <laughs> naked. Yeah. 
It's just it's just dicks and tits. Is that why I had a boner the whole time? Probably, you fucking pervert. So, of course, something drops down there and they get woken up. But then he does manage to fucking reset the, reset the reactor because he's Ben Foster and he's a badass. Which immediately fries almost all of them. Not yes, all of them, but not enough all of, them. of them. But the power's back on, so yay! I- and then Dennis Quaid is like, I fucking told you so! And then I wrote that Mon comes fade to fade with a monster. But it was supposed to be face to face, but it auto-corrected for me. <laughs> But then again, fade to fade kind of sounds like they're fighting. No, fade to fade sounds like sounds like two or, guys or engaged a... in a dance off in 1991. It's a hair trimming competition. Yes. Well, no, they're engaged in a dance off. It's like it's like halfway between breaking two and step up to the streets. Ah, you know, step up to fucking nerd. I, you couldn't avoid it. Give me a fucking break. That's not my fault. I never watched it though. I don't. I never watched it either. I'm just aware of it. <laughs> but Mont kicks the fucking monster's ass for the time being he yes, gets he a little does. he gets a little messed up but he's okay it wasn't for that little fucking kid if he'd followed his <laughs> gut on that one he'd be alive today but then he but you know he he sends nadia and bauer on their way to fucking go get to the bridge because i think almost at this point like a few few minutes later he's like you know she's like what about your commanding officer and he's like oh he's not my fucking commanding officer because his memory is back he knows exactly what's going on now which is weird it's back in black and the, that's and that's the point at which uh the cannibal locks their asses out oh, i was gonna say dennis quaid is in cam gigante have their uh throwdown it's when shit oh, gets yeah. real <laughs> i didn't write that down for some reason but yeah so he's he's fighting with himself there's a lot going on right now in the movie but it's kind of weird the way they reveal it too he's like he's got the needle and he's like i need to i need to chill you out cam gigante mr gallo you need to chill out so he's got this gun with a little needle in it with the sedative or whatever but then he's like fighting with him but then it like morph their arms morph together yeah they they they, they like meld cronenberg style which is cool. Yeah, and then all of a sudden a nice it cuts effect. away and Dennis Quaid is just there by himself. But he still inoculates himself enough. He he, he manages to get the... Yeah. And that's the point at which he's like, oh, okay. All right. I'm a monster. I'm cool with this. That is... Yeah, he does fucking... He's like, all right, no. Pandorum is freedom. He will essentially say that later. But they, you know, they get locked out of whatever room they were going to. Was it the bridge? I don't fucking remember. Yeah, it was the bridge. But then we cut back to Mon. He's stuck and behind a bulkhead. <laughs> Mon does win, but his throat gets cut by the child monster. That thing is so creepy. He looks like baby Voldemort from Harry Potter a little bit yeah, so gross and I will and let me say this kids don't make sense within that society because they would totally fucking eat those things oh yeah no they're breeding which is gross no no they, they'd they be eating that shit as soon as it came out they'd be like mm, snacks crunch 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 but only if it was only if it was injured or dead because it seems seems like they they can you know maybe they have sympathy toward empathy and shit towards each other i don't know they were human once so and this is where the the creepy guy finds peyton and he gets the needle in the eye let's call him cookie 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 the creepy guy yeah cookie oh yeah yeah, that makes sense i kept on i didn't know her name so i just called her the chick in my notes so i'm trying to be i would have given her the benefit of the hot chick took too much time to write that though that's fair also people might think you were talking about the rob schneider movie and you don't want to give that any credit God, Rob Schneider is the fucking worst. <laughs> it sucks so bad that I still remember that. The only time I actually like him is when he's in Surf Ninjas, and it's just because that whole movie's so stupid. There are movies I love that I can't remember, and I can still remember the hot chick. Did you hear that they that they made a sequel to The Benchwarmers? That's like Joe because. Dirt 2 coming out 10 years after this <laughs> fact. It's like, what the fuck was the point of that? They're doing that a lot, and they're all going right to Netflix. Uh, yeah. You remember that movie Bulletproof with Adam Sandler and Damon Wayans? No way. They 
they did a sequel. They did a to sequel that. to that, and I read the it's synopsis. It's been twenty plus years. I read the synopsis, and it's the exact same plot, but it's bulletproof too. I'm guessing it's with uh, Damon Wayans Jr. No, no, no. They couldn't even go. They couldn't even spring for him. I couldn't. I, I can't remember who the fuck's in it. Just two people that I don't know. I'm like, okay, you're trying to bank on a on a name of a movie <laughs> um, that nobody saw. That wasn't even a hit. <laughs> it, it wasn't even good. It doesn't even. It, nobody has nostalgia for bulletproof. For fuck's sake. No, I watched it on TV a couple times and I'm like oh hey I actually want to watch this like for real and I did and I'm like wow that was disappointing all right yeah again couple funny jokes because it's Adam Sandler back even if you were an Adam Sandler and Damon Wayans fan that was easily one of their weakest efforts of that period Bauer now knows that Peyton is actually Gallo and they're they're all on the bridge together now they they fucking they they finally make it there this is the this is the final confrontation right right and he's like you know like what the fuck what did you do where are we what's going on and he's like yeah uh why don't you uh open those things over there and i'll you'll you'll see where we're at so the shutters open very very slowly we don't know where the fuck we are still it's just darkness out there and there are no stars and this is where bauer starts to get all i said pandora me when it starts <laughs> it starts to get all weird and floaty but then he loses his fucking mind and he goes and he's about to pull out peyton's teeth i don't think he actually gets there even though i think they had what to was have... the thing with the teeth by the way i don't nothing he i just don't see what that had to do with anything he just wanted to hurt him because he had pandorum and then peyton pulls his teeth out instead what the fuck why was that to cure him somehow i think there was a cut bit in there because after ben foster bauer has him and he has the thing the the pliers in his mouth and then the chick is like hey man uh do you want to come look at this and he's like all right cool then he just drops him and uh dennis quaid's mouth is bleeding on the floor yeah no he says something to him before that he says something like i'm gonna i don't know what it means i'm gonna take out your evil or some shit like that like i don't remember exactly what it was but it didn't make sense it, there hadn't been a setup for it <laughs> the shutters open there's no stars right but it is dark it's just blackness and they hear this like whale sound and you're like what the fuck is going on and then this and then, big stingray boom, space whale thing yeah and then which is super shocking because that that's actually a reveal that you wouldn't see coming no like, what the fuck turns out they've been on the planet the whole time and it says 923 years you say 923 million but i think 923 works no it due, totally does due I, to the the plot device yeah, of no the it, it works it works fine it's just i thought that's what i saw okay but they've got to take out gallo so they can escape but instead of doing that they just kind of end up breaking the windows there are problems with this movie and this is one of them what's the problem what's a the flying problem? piece of metal yeah. ships that shit they've been flying through the void of space they've been underwater for centuries are you telling me that that was just like some like just fresh out of corning wares warehouse glass i mean come the fuck on there's a reason that in star trek they you know i mean i mean you can't just have like regular old glass in the window of a ship that is supposed to be traveling you know across the you know eons of space yeah it doesn't really make sense like i mean i guess you could argue that uh, it was like a piece of the ship or something because he used the anti-riot gun didn't he and he just he yeah. missed sure but the, but, but the fact is is a random flying piece of metal that glass should be just fine because we have glass on earth right now that you could shoot with a bullet and it's fine like it doesn't even scuff it well maybe maybe oh hang on maybe it maybe it cracked okay and then then just the water pressure fucked up even more no sure i get that but it shouldn't have cracked in the first place it shouldn't have problem. but there you go i understand that it's nitpicky and it doesn't ruin the movie movie for me remotely but uh it is something that at the moment i was just like that's fucking stupid and then we have again we close with an incredible 
incredibly stressful, claustrophobic scene. Yes. Drowning <laughs> is fucking terrifying. Not only drowning, but they're drowning in Ugh. essentially a coffin. Yes. A large coffin. And he's very nice and gives her the gives her the mask. Which so apparently can... does her no good because her mouth is still full of water when he takes it off. You know, ever since I first watched this movie, I that bugged me. Well, what the fuck happened then? I'm very confused. Well, maybe when it came, became when, maybe when it came detached, I don't know. Fucking it. it's yeah, it makes no sense. But their pod reaches the surface. It takes fucking forever. And then they survive. And yeah. then he he he's able to rouse her. Uh, he puts his finger in her butt. <laughs> that's how he woke her up. I don't think that's canon. He didn't use a cannon. He used his finger. <laughs> You know goddamn well what I meant, <laughs> sir. Finger cannon, maybe. More pods. You might want to sh- cut that one. More pods shoot out of the thing because there's like a fucking catastrophic emergency evacuation, right? Yes. It just ends with them kind of smiling at each other and it says tennis. Yeah, and they're like, they're floating, they're floating on the surface of the water. Fortunately for them, they're not in the middle of the goddamn ocean. They're near land. But also. Talk about lucky. Is it lucky though? Because they have to deal with 1,200 people all suffering from memory loss and freaking the fuck out out because they've been in hypersleep for Look, eight, for 900 years a good chunk of those people are not going to make it through the first year don't get me wrong but this is the beginning of humanity's new dawn so it's hopeful even though a lot of a lot more people are definitely going to die do you think ben foster and nadia are going to make pretty babies no but they're going to make functional babies because <laughs> they're going to be hyper evolved to live on the planet all right that's fair enough man they don't even have any cable what the fuck if they're if they're smart they'll set up a a rigidly planned system of breeding by which every every possible combination of male and female breed with each other in order to mix up the gene pool as much as possible right away. So that way anybody could just fuck anybody later on and it'd be okay? We I think, won't have I any think three-eyed babies? I think it's important to start there, yeah, to just get it as mixed up as possible. In fact, I think that what they need to immediately establish is a law prohibiting monogamy, at least as, as far as conception goes. Don't you think the women should have a little bit of a say in this? It's about survival at this point so no i'm not saying they shouldn't have a say in it i'm saying i think if they're rational about it they will recognize that that's the best thing they're just baby making machines no they're not just baby making machines they should absolutely have a voice in society but Eh. when it comes to having babies they need to they need to basically step up and do their part and the guys need to step up and do their part everybody needs to step up and do their part because you're establishing a society this is this is on very rocky ground you could all go extinct (laughs) very easily and they probably do that's why there was they probably yeah that's probably why Pandorum 2 never hit. But let's just assume that they all live happily ever after. Clearly doesn't world. have anything to do with the fact that the movie made no money. No. The budget for this couldn't have been that fucking big either. It's a bummer. Come on, Scream Factory. Give us a fucking, give us a Blu-ray that nobody will buy because <laughs> nobody saw this movie. Nobody cares. No, you know what? There are a lot of people who love this movie, but they're all Scream Factory type customers. The You know, like, yeah. that's it. And, and, and I think Scream Factory could do all right. You know, maybe do it as a limited run right off the bat. Don't print up, you know, a hundred thousand of them or anything but you know make make a couple thousand see I'll how they it. sell i'll buy it do a, do a run at do a run at two thousand please give me a commentary track because i gave you the dvd and it had the commentary track on it the blu-ray does not have any special features well, that's a bummer it is. you sure it it's sucks. not just hidden nope it's not on there because it's a it's just a single disc with both of the movies on it that's a weak sauce release man fucking canadians man scream factory exactly step up to the pl- or arrow arrow would work fine too arrow works too but then everybody's you, you told me that arrow was cheap 
cheaper. They're not. They're just as expensive. I never said Arrow was cheaper. I thought you did. No, no. Arrow is expensive, but you get the quality. The European ones are cheaper. You know what? I actually think Arrow would probably do better for this because Arrow caters more to a niche market, whereas Scream Factory does larger releases, more popular stuff. Like they do the John Carpenter movies and shit like that. Whereas Arrow will do underground stuff that nobody's heard of. Are you telling me that Army of Frankensteins is fucking... Frankenstein's Army. Bullshit. I have Army of Frankensteins right over there. Oh. Different movies. There's a different movie called Army of Frankensteins? <laughs> yes. Wow. Very low budget. Nobody liked it. But Who released it? Scream Factory. Really? Yeah. I didn't realize that. I thought they I thought they mostly went after the relatively popular underground and fringe movies. Only yeah. sometimes. Otherwise they're like trauma and they're like, Can we get this for cheap? Cool. Let's do it. <laughs> They do that a lot, but that's okay. There's a porno version of Beauty and the Beast called The Beast that I just really want to get. Arrow Video did. Nice. God, Beauty and the Beast. You guys can just stop with Beauty and the Beast stuff now. <laughs> I kind of want to watch the 80s TV show. I've heard that's good. You know George Martin uh, produced that? Which one's George Martin? Writer of Game of Thrones. Oh, George R.R. Martin. Okay, yeah, that guy, The guy yeah. who created Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. He produced that. And he, he was, I, I don't know if he was, or no, he was a writer on that. That's right. He oh. was a writer on that. And he, uh, he went on to be a producer in later seasons that's fucking crazy yeah what a weirdo he started out as a a staff writer and then i think he he moved (coughs) up to producer i made it through the whole show and i didn't die good job man i'm proud of you but i've talked a lot and now i'm all so what's your fucked what's your final thoughts on pandorum it's fucking awesome and more people need to goddamn watch this movie i agree it's underrated it's not as good as alien but i enjoy it just as much yeah it's not as good as alien but it is a good time <sighs> and these the, the the writers and directors of this movie have done fucking nothing else that i've heard of ever nothing of note and there's probably a reason for that shame because nobody gave a shit because you can't put pandorum on your resume and expect people <laughs> to care yeah which is a crime god damn it but other than that yes uh watch it if you any way you can at this point because rent it pay a little money for it rent it from amazon or whatever maybe if we maybe if enough people do that they'll be like oh hey maybe people do give a shit maybe we can get like a comic or something a sequel some something that's a good call but i really want a good definitive blu-ray release of this movie give it a 3.99 rent yeah it's it's worth at least that they'll give you your money back if you don't like it too oh well cool i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure like if you're within the window and if you don't finish it if you get to like the three-quarter mark you're like this is a piece of shit i'm pretty sure you can uh you can call their customer services from shit and get your money back it does have a little bit of the early 2000s editing issue yeah. versus like whoosh 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 it does that speedy editing crap which i don't like but it kind of worked it's a very yeah. it's it's a very uh naughty's movie <laughs> yeah, it really is but it's a really good one so go see it how about you what do you think absolutely yes yes i recommend this to anybody who is a fan of sci-fi horror if you're a fan of the aliens movies if you're a fan of uh other sci-fi horror movies that aren't coming to my mind right now <laughs> even though they're fucking awesome there's Even horizon if you like event horizon that oh yeah thing. it's 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 yeah all that kind of stuff this is so. this is this is tailor-made for your taste if you're into that stuff which i am cool so i think we're done with that part of it what's the next part we tell people to give us money for things oh, God damn, I hate this part. <laughs> all right just just go to audible.com forward slash sharks across hollywood nope audible trial.com slash sharks across hollywood and just sign up for a free trial you can get a book i don't care what book you get just get just 
just get an audiobook. Get an audiobook. You get to keep it even if you cancel your trial. It's good. It helps us. It helps you. You get an audiobook. We get we get something. And you know, it's just it's good for everybody. So just why aren't you doing it? I got a good recommendation, actually. Okay. What's a good recommendation? Because I started reading it and it's fucking weird and it's awesome. All right. Annihilation. Annihilation. I can guarantee that's an audiobook somewhere. Oh no, I I own it. it. Yes. I have it on audiobook. I got it from Audible and it's yeah, it's weird. And it's fucking great (laughs) i'm not gonna say i love it i like i don't love it as much as i think other people did but uh i did love the movie which i have it coming i ordered it so i love the movie i liked the book the book was okay i know that's not a glowing review but 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 the other the other guy is really liking it so hey and there you go and (laughs) it's got a stellar reputation people do love it obviously it's got a lot of really good reviews i did read some of the reviews because i was (laughs) i was kind of thinking am i just not in touch with the the popular pulse like do i just not have my finger on the pulse of society and apparently i don't because the book wasn't ringing my bells the story is solid uh for sure it's just the narrative device i didn't care for but oh, that's me it's definitely weird it's 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 one of those but anyway so audibletrial.com slash sharks across hollywood go get your fucking book and if you want to follow us on social media you can do so on everything at the shark pod and if you feel like overlooking the creaking floor and all that other bullshit maybe maybe you can't overlook the creaking floor and you want to give us money to help fix that get me my storage can container recording studio <laughs> if that's the case then you can go to patreon.com slash across hollywood and give us some money and hey you know if you're a listener to the show if you like what you're hearing if you have ideas reach out and let us know you know go to the social media uh go to the email whatever whatever floats your boat let us know because uh we don't get a chance to, we don't interact a lot with our listeners and it would be nice i think it would be nice to know that uh that someone's out there and and actually enjoys what we're doing because <laughs> you cut this whole fucking thing i'm just oh, i'm rambling fuck so far we've gotten some weird comments so i would i would appreciate some more i would lo- i love weird comments weird comments are the best so do it but hey guys we'll be back at some point unless i die unless i actually have the coronavirus and it's just going into remission for a couple hours <laughs> In which case, I'm probably fucked too. We're all fucking dead. But hey, if we don't die, we will see you again sometime within the next few weeks. But until next time, stay jossom.